Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire here to share there is no holding back. And plus also is a raw conversation between two friends who love to provoke expansive thought. Bria Anderson and Billy Cassano are nomadic entrepreneurs who dare greatly and share an insatiable curiosity about the practicality of lifestyle design. Together, they riff on what it takes to craft a badass life. Prepare to ignite. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of And Plus Also with Billy Cassano and Bria Anderson. Nice. I wasn't sure if you were actually going to chime in there. <laughs> Just leave, <laughs> leave the complete blank space. Just like a, a standoff for 15 to 20 full seconds. Where you actually don't have someone you're co hosting with, but you're going to pretend like you <laughs> Yeah, the whole time, just act like you're there. <laughs> yeah. Bria went to lunch, but. See how long, see how many episodes we can go without your voice at all. <laughs> you can uh, so wait, let's let's jump in real quick and, and just maybe give the update. I just cut you off so hardcore just now. Keep going. It's good. Okay, cool, cool. You know, you and I both have been moving around kind of a lot lately. And I think we were, we were just talking about, man, our energy is kind of low. Things are feeling kind of heavy, a lot of stuff going on. And so we came to the conclusion, why not just talk about that? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't even know which way we want to dive into it, but unless, unless we could maybe, you know, I love going the Tim Ferriss route where you define the terms. So what does heaviness really mean to you, I guess, or to me? Ah, we'll I'd, start love to, with you. I'd love to start with that. So heaviness to me and how this whole subject, subject came up is going back to what I referenced in another episode around I'm really big on listening and paying attention to how I feel in my body. So mm-hmm. my experience of heaviness is literally feeling almost like there's this energetic weight that I'm kind of carrying around. It's not any physical form of weight, um, but it, it's just a, it's a, a bit of draining, exhaustive kind of energy. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm pretty aware of it because it's not something that I typically feel on a regular basis. And it's been something that I've been noticing come up more and more in my time here since I've been in New York. So, mm-hmm. and that even feels a little bit uncomfortable to say, um, because I sometimes feel like there's the idea that this heaviness is, is bad and, you know, some judgment around that. So it's a little bit uncomfortable to talk about. And when you say you, your, I forget exactly what word choice you used about being in New York. I mean, do you say that you feel a little funny mentioning New York because um, it speaks badly of New York, or or is it more of just you know one of those things? Like from my standpoint, I I think we were just talking about this before we started recording. That for me, those kind of situations come through where it's like maybe it's macho or something where it's just like I don't want this to even have an effect on me. Ah, it wasn't specific to, I feel uncomfortable because it's New York and like speaking quote unquote badly of New York. It's more that I feel uncomfortable talking about it because it makes me feel really, I feel really vulnerable. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. It's like, this is real. This is what's up and it feels uncomfortable. And then do I want to share this with a bunch of people, Mm -hmm. you know, like really put this out there, but Mm -hmm. that's, that's kind of what this is about right like we just want to be real and share our experiences and the value that can come from that because i do believe there is some value here so yeah that's where the uncomfortable nature of it comes from for me that's really interesting i think this uh this morning i don't i don't know if this is uh in line with what you're talking about but for me when i woke up today i kind of felt a little bit anxious and i decided i'm gonna make seven good decisions today in a row right and uh, i don't even know what that means necessarily but it's kind of like one of those things where you know it when you see it and so right away, I dropped, did 50 push-ups. I mean, we were talking about this last time, right? But to me, that's my go-to. Uh, 50 push-ups, 50 sit-ups, meditated for 10 minutes. And, you know, right away, I was like, okay, on the, on the front end of making that decision, it didn't seem like those things would even move the needle. But on the back end, it was just a whole new light, you know, like a whole new. It didn't change everything, of course. It wasn't like, okay, now I have so much clarity in everything that I'm doing, in, um, in what I'm writing about today, or um, the day-to-day aspects of life. Um, but it did smooth the edges a little bit just by consciously making a few of those decisions um, to my go-tos, to the things that I know 
um, even if it doesn't feel like it at the time, if I move into those things on the other end, for whatever reason, okay, I feel more in control. I feel more, um, you know, in the driver's seat. And actually, this is, uh, I was listening to Brian Johnson's podcast with uh, Steve Chandler, and they were talking about, this is randomly popped in my head, but they were talking about the whole saying, the meek shall inherit the earth, and how the word, I think it was praus, which is a Greek word, was translated as meek, or gentle, or subservient, or something like that, whereas really, uh, when it was used, they associated that word more with an animal that was broken in. So it was more of an animal that was tranquil, but because of its discipline. So really, it's, oh. it's uh, the disciplined shall inherit the earth. And I just thought that was such a cool, uh, powerful way of, of kind of looking at something that, you know, it, it almost gives you an excuse to just roll over and say, well, you know, I'll just not, I'll just sit this one out as opposed to, no, the discipline. So, which I think ties into a whole other, a whole slew of things in terms of knowing yourself and everything else. But uh, once you get past all that and really understand what it is to be disciplined, um, that really carried my morning today um, to a whole new level. And I'm, you know, hopefully I'll, ri I'll ride that out over the next, you know, few weeks. That's kind of my plan. So speaking to those elements of control and discipline, I know that those are really valuable for you. And I see this is fun because this brings up the question for me of the variance or the differences between that being a bit more of a masculine approach to mm -hmm. more of the feminine sort of flow nature, right? Mm -hmm. So that's been a lot of what I've been exploring and just really being in tune with how I'm feeling and being in my body and listening and paying attention and, and making choices from um, my intuition or what feels true for me. So mm -hmm. I, I see some contrast there, right? Because if I'm in that space or choosing that space and then these, then you're choosing from this place of, all right, how can I make a shift or, uh, at least this is how I'm perceiving it. Mm -hmm. Um, take the action of doing the push ups or the sit ups or whatever it might be. And that shifts your state. And then you feel like you have more control or you said it in one of the previous episodes about, um, proving to yourself that you're worth it. Mm. So all, all of those elements together, um, but I see a contrast, a contrast, not in a bad way, but I see almost two different approaches to what it sounds like we're describing a similar start. Like we both mm -hmm. kind of woke feeling a bit of, I'm describing it as heaviness. What would you describe yours as you said? That's a good question. I don't know about heaviness. It's almost, it, it, it almost just seems, uh, for me, a lot of times when, when I don't have uh, some kind of routine, it just seems like you know, it's, um, I have seven options of things that I could do right now. Each one probably is, is beneficial. Mm -hmm. Um, just deciding which one truly is going to be the most impactful. And, and because I think what happens a lot of times as we get going throughout the day, some of these things kind of fall off our radar. So we do one or two of them, you know, maybe, well, I'm going to try to read today, but maybe I won't get to it, but I'm going to meditate. I'll do this, 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 and that. Then by the time your energy level drops, you might not get to certain things, but you know it's a high priority. So all the things I just described, all built into one emotion all at once. It's just like, uh, I got to, you know, should I hurry up? You know, hurry up and meditate. Does that even make sense? Hmm. Um, or, or how do I work through all these different things knowing that they're all important to me? Hmm. And I think that that's the thing. It's like, you know what? It, when in doubt, just get started. That's kind of like my my um the, the the light at the end of the tunnel is just start working through some stuff and and then the 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 best part about that is if you don't get to something you get to observe it you get to observe it and understand it and and learn from that aspect and then you get another go at it the next day ah okay yeah so it's that element okay so the element of just get started like take some action steps or take some steps towards or into something that perhaps will create an empowering space or environment or experience really kind of to get things going. And I've actually been playing around with that within mm. this feeling of heaviness. For example, today, and we were talking about this 
when we got on the call together before we started recording, um, I already today have had two fantastic coaching calls with two of my clients. Um, I had a great lunch and then we got on the call together. After this, I'm going to the chiropractor, which is fantastic for my body, mind, soul, spirit, the whole deal. And then I'm going boxing later. So I have this day that even when I look at it or I think about it is super, it's ki- it's killer. It's awesome. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of really great stuff in there that I'm, very connected with. It's not like I'm just doing things to get energy moving. They're all parts of my world that light me up, that I really enjoy, and that feel great. And I notice that when I'm in them, like when I'm in the midst of my coaching sessions and, and, and afterwards, or at the chiropractor, or working out, or even cooking and eating delicious food, I feel energized and fantastic. And it's mm-hmm. when I come out, uh, out of those experiences and any of the time in between, let's say, mm-hmm. um, or when I really stop and check in with, okay, how am I feeling? What am I noticing? That's when I notice this heaviness. It's almost like it's running as a background noise mm-hmm. the entire time. And these actions that I've chosen to take are coming to the forefront and and um, filling up more of my awareness or attention or, or energetic capacity, whatever you want to call it. Um, but that's kind of hanging out back there, and I'm I'm just sort of noticing that that uh, the heaviness almost, of it. Like, yeah, I, could, I mean, you could see where that would be draining. Yeah. Do you think so? As you mentioned, you know, in you know, when I'm doing you know uh, one specific activity, you can be fully focused in that. But then, kind of similarly, when you're thinking about all the things at once. You are the bottleneck because you have to be the one that does each one of these tasks that ultimately make you sharper, right? They make you more effective. Um, but all of them at once, I think that's when it gets, it becomes this whole extrapolation of, of you know, just so many different things that can't be done all at the same time. And like you said, in the back of your mind, it's like, okay, I know I have all these different things going on. <clears throat> It almost seems like it's it's just the breaks in between the focus. Hmm. Is it the breaks in between the focus or it's the break in the focus? Hmm. And what well, I, wait. what I mean by that is this this resonance that I'm talking about of how this heaviness feels like it's kind of more deeply rooted or hiding behind or or you know a part of or within all those other experiences that I mentioned. I just, as we're talking about this, this is great because I had this question come through of, is there something in, in there, in there being in me, whether it's in my mind or in my, my, my heart and my like emotional space, is there something in there that's really asking to be let out, seen, let go, felt, experienced, released, embraced, whatever it is. These are all my chosen way of looking at this stuff. Mm-hmm. Is there something there that's asking for that? But I have because I have all these other fantastic things that I'm experiencing, those are consuming a good amount of my days um, that I haven't given really uh, specific attention to hmm. allow whatever that is is that's there to be seen, felt, heard, expressed, all those things. Um, so when I mentioned, is it a break in the focus? I think that's how I said it. Um, is it that like am i am i creating do i need to shift some focus into all right what's going on what am i feeling where is it coming from you know ask some questions give myself some space meditation whatever it might be cuz i shared with you earlier that i'm going to to california next week for a week for a conference for my business and i'm going to be in southern california which is one of my favorite places in this country And I'm really excited about it. And I said that I'm excited to see how I feel in that week there being removed from my place here in New York. Because they're pretty opposite in terms of, um, I mean, New York City. For any of you that have been here, you get it. If you haven't been here, it's a huge city. There's tons of people. It's really intense. It's very go, 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 hustle, bustle kind of thing. And Southern California, I mean, you're on the, on the coast, it's, it's more of a laid back, slower, sunshine, smiles, vibe, <laughs> right? <laughs> so 
it's a completely different experience. So I have this curiosity around, all right, how am I going to feel when I'm there? And then we were talking about, is it a matter of um, being specific to the location? Like, is it actually New York? Or is there, that's coming back to this question, is there something else that's kind of in me hiding out there that's asking to be given some attention um, or not? That was, that was a lot of questions, wasn't it? Yeah, no, that's, I think it's interesting. So, so I want to go back to what you said about the break in focus. Do you mean, let me just to use it as an example, like you're going to do the boxing class later on, the shadow boxing class. Would that, could that potentially be the break from focus? Meaning, really, there's like a deeper level of focus, particular for you, to engage in and this boxing which is good because it's exercise um it could be looked at as a social activity it could be looked at as a number of different things but maybe ultimately it's not your deepest focus that that is creating the break in your focus or am i misinterpreting what you're saying yeah that's exactly it so that element of this heaviness i'm describing it as like there's something there that's creating that because that's what i believe i believe that all of from my experience that all of our physical visceral experiences that we have in our body, like especially anything like pain or illness um, are a result of an emotion that is an emotion feeling that is uh, unexpressed or has been uh, hidden or stifled or not given um, space. Hmm. So, yeah, the break in focus, like is the boxing, even though it's something that I really enjoy, it's a lot of fun, it's it's very fulfilling in many ways, in a, in a different part of me, is that a break in the focus of, all right, what's actually underneath of there? Because this heaviness that I'm talking about, I don't know if I mentioned it from the beginning, it's been something that's been, I've been noticing as a pattern on and off since I've been here in New York, and that's been since mid-September. Mm-hmm. So... Do you feel, so let's go, I, this is really interesting to me because when you, when you mentioned about like the masculine side of control and discipline, um, I, I just kind of jotted those words down and I wrote the word rigid next to it mm. because of the fact that I do feel like um, I, sometimes I don't like that rigidity because you don't have the ability to be flexible and like you said, flow. Do you feel like maybe that might be part of it that today you don't really have a chance to flow? You've had two coaching calls before we jumped on the phone. You had to talk to my, you know going to call myself a knucklehead but whatever i mean you know you know it's, it's like a it's, it's not the easiest chore i'm sure so you know but but you know that and then and then uh going off to doing this and that the chiropractor there's not much flow to your day today right mm. <laughs> look at you bringing down the wisdom um well see this is where i feel like i get to flex my flow muscle uh in still being in flow with having some more masculine structure because I do I well with both. I see. Yeah. Like for me to just kind of be like, Oh, well, I'm not going to schedule anything today. I'm just going to float around and just kind of feel it and mm. just roll with whatever happens. There are days like that for me, for mm -hmm. sure. Um, but there's also a lot of remarkable benefit for me to having some of that structure, like mm -hmm. having scheduled coaching sessions. If I were to just say with my clients, like, you know, I'm just going <laughs> to flow with it and I'll just call you whenever it feels good. Like that, that might be a problem. <laughs> right, right, right. And, and there's benefit, I believe, to showing up for something, even if it doesn't feel like totally perfectly ready to go aligned in flow, whatever. And, and, or it can, create the, the opportunity to shift into that flow. So there's, there's a whole different, a whole bunch of different paths that I feel like that can go down. But, um, which I think begs the question, you know, how well do you know yourself to understand what mix truly works for you? Right. And then knowing some days are just going to be worse than others. Right. I mean, some days you're just going to have a shit day that's going to happen. And it's in, I don't necessarily think that those are, are the days that are bad. Um, there's this great, that whole scene from that movie, uh, Charlie Wilson's War, when, um, uh, I can't think of the guy's name now, he passed away. 
oh, he's like my favorite actor. But either way, he tells that story about the, the Zen master where, you know, the, the kid was born, you know, he's healthy, and everybody said, oh, this is good. And the Zen master said, we'll see. And then he falls and breaks his leg, and they said, oh, that's Oh, yeah. He goes through. He's like, we'll see. And then there's a war, and he can't fight because he's a broken leg. And they say, how great. And he said, we'll see. And I just love that whole premise of – because it just highlights the fact of how quick we are. I'm not saying just you and me, but I think you and I, because um, I catch myself all the time. Um, you know, oh, that's good. Oh, awesome. You know, it, it, you know, sometimes it's just filler words that we say that kind of stuff. But is it good? You know, are we just being polite or do we really think, OK, this is this has to be labeled. Hurry up. Let's say this is sad. This is good. This is bad. Um, whereas maybe it just is. And maybe you can take that bit of sadness that day and it you know how many times do you look back at, at some point in your life where you're like man that was a tough time but i am so much stronger because of it oh my goodness yes you know and and so i just think it's it's, it's just a kind of a fascinating aspect of going through the day-to-day um and just as you said you kind of labeled out your daily uh, schedule today and it's just like man that's a pretty cool schedule you have mm-hmm. especially from the outside right from the from from the external you look on on a on a piece of paper wow that's a cool day but that doesn't mean that you go through it the entire day just you know doing uh you know heel clicks <laughs> you know like uh th- that I kind of get that I feel like a lot of times you know you and I both have been traveling kind of a lot lately and people are like, Oh, it must be nice. And it's like, well, it is nice, but I feel like you're missing something. Like, it's not like, <laughs> you know, you know, I still get sad. You still get frustrated. You still get all the, all the things. Um, yeah, there's still some grittiness to the glamor. Ooh. You know, that people, people talk about that with celebrity life too. You know, like you see this lifestyle, you're like, Oh my gosh, they have it all. Like that must be for whoever perceives it to be that way. Like that must be the ultimate. You don't know. What, what grit they're they're working with behind the scenes sure. and i hear that often with people that i speak to and actually i was having a conversation with our mutual friends that are here uh, in new york right now and ta- they're also living the same lifestyle and talking about how um there's almost a bit of celebrity to it like that celebrity um cloak that people see us almost wearing i know i'll speak to friends and they're like wow it's so cool what you're doing like i look up to you so much it's so amazing i can't believe and all these things and yeah there are some really fantastic elements to this and i'm really goddamn proud of myself for creating this life that i create and choose to create every day but that doesn't mean that there aren't elements of it that can be really challenging (laughs) sure um and and so talking about that, the element of, of challenge, and you mentioned about thinking back to any moments where they might have been really hard, but now looking at them, fast forward a bit, you could say, well, I'm really glad that that happened, actually, because it helped me to see this, or it helped me to learn this, or it helped me to develop this, whatever it might be. I think of one very specific example. Um, a couple of years ago, when my then partner and I broke up, it was one of the most heartbreaking experiences of my life. And, but now looking back on it, that was also one of the most heart opening catalyst moments of my life because I decided at that point to really embark on this journey that I've been on of discovering self love. Like, what does that actually mean for me? And now I'm able to serve from that place and help other women open up to discovering what self love means for them and support mm-hmm. them in that process. So, could that have evolved had I not gone through that really? really challenging, heartbreaking situation? Maybe, I don't know. But that's also not for us to know, I believe. Um, so yeah, the, the benefit to experiencing some stuff. But then also, in a, and plus also, in addition to that, um, I've been going to a Sunday celebration service here in Brooklyn. It's called Celebration Spiritual Center. And it is so fun for me. Uh, it's a non-denominational deal. Um, we start the service with meditation and the pastors, they, they'll riff on teachings from like a course in miracles or a bunch of different philosophers or even different, um, religions, you know, speaking from Catholicism or the Kabbalah or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, really great black gospel style music. It's just, it's energizing. It's fantastic. So he was speaking in the one sermon, the one week about, um, this idea, and we're talking about God and whatever, 
way that lands for you as you're listening, um, our guests, whether it's God, the universe, spirit, source, soul, whatever. Um, and this idea that it is not, uh, oh, how did he say it? Basically saying it is not out to teach you any lessons or to challenge, to give you any challenges. Like that's all our perceived reality of what's happening in our world. It's not there to do that. It's just whether or not how we're choosing to see the situation. And we always have the choice to consistently choose ease, to choose peace, to choose abundance, to choose love, to choose whatever those those things are. And I remember when he was talking about it, because it has me thinking about it in this situation. I remember when he was talking about that, I felt like, eh, I don't know if I believe that or agree with that. Because... Up until this point in my life, I've had the belief, and I've said it many times, that, oh, well, that happened because it was, it was, its purpose was to teach us a lesson, you know, which could then be utilized as a gift. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I learned that from that mistake, or how so many people, especially in the entrepreneurial realm, they talk about how it's so important to fail. Like, you're going to fail, and it's great, because then you'll learn something, and you won't do it again. Or maybe you will, and then you'll be like, shit, I already learned that, why'd I do it again? Um... But just that whole concept, and I'm curious of your take on it, that, you know, there aren't lessons for us to learn or, you know, the things that are happening in our world, it's really just a matter of how we perceive them and the choices that we make in those, in those scenarios. I think I lean more towards that point of view. Um, I think that the greatest thing is that we do have the power to interpret in the way that we want. You know, like I've, I've also heard people who are entrepreneurial that say, you know, failure is, is glamorized to the extent that people think that they need to fail. Whereas maybe it's better to learn from other people's mistakes and try to make sure you do it right the first time. Not, not to say that everybody will, and most people, of course, won't. By definition, I mean, it's, it's tough to do entrepreneurial things because it is off-path. You're going off-roading, and you don't have necessarily a map, but maybe you're using a compass, and you're going to run into some things. <clears throat> but you know, you, the, the, the greatest thing that I think we have is the power to make a choice in any given moment to interpret the situation in a way that can be empowering. So if, if it is a hardship, we know that we can just take the first step towards healing, towards um, you know, mending broken relationships or, or cutting off relationships that are toxic. Or you know, I'm, think, I'm talking very hypothetically because we're not talking about a specific example here. But in any situation, that is the greatest power I think we have is that we can, we can take control by just grabbing hold of this specific instance right now, um, you know, because th- what else do we truly possess? You know, you can say, oh, my, this is my house. This is my car. Okay, really? Because, you know, eventually it's not. <laughs> but, like, I, I kind of feel like the only thing you can truly own is this specific moment. And choice. And s- yeah, I think so. The, the consciousness of the, of, the, of the moment, the present moment, right? And... Um, and there's great books written about that, of course, you know, just, uh, what's the one, the, the power of now and and everything else, which I've never actually read, but, um, the, but that said, okay, so the other side of it, would I, I think it would be very arrogant for me to say, and by the way, nothing has a meaning, nothing has a, a specific purpose. That's not for me to decide. I think that that's just as likely that every single thing is exactly the way it was supposed to happen and it has a meaning and a purpose. Um, it's above and beyond my, <laughs> my ability to, to comprehend it. Um, but I think it's so beautiful that we can interpret it in, in a different way. Um, so relating that back to what we started this with on me feeling this heaviness, mm. I'd love to kind of play around with this, this idea or this approach. So mm-hmm. I basically what I'm gathering from what you said and what I offered up is I have choice when I, when I stop and I tune into, okay, I'm feeling this heaviness. What does it feel like for me? So I'm actually just going to describe it right now to everyone listening. So I'm sitting here in the office room, uh, in the chair, which is super comfortable. I have a really cozy blanket covering me. Um, (laughs) and it smells great in here because I diffused some oils before the, the recording. So relatively speaking, my surrounding environment is pretty clutch. Like, it's pretty good. 
Um, but how I'm feeling in my body, I'm excited to be having this conversation with you, Billy, and to be sharing this value with those of you that are listening. Um, and I feel a, a bit of a tightness in my throat, um, almost like a little bit of a literally physical heaviness or pressure on my chest. And then a bit of, um, like, a, a weighted, yeah, again, that weightedness, weightedness is that even a word a weighted 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 sensation behind my eyes um and you know that feeling that you get like right before you're gonna get sick Mm -hmm. whether you're getting a cold or a flu or something like your body's just kind of like hey man i'm not really feeling like i have all that much energy to give you (laughs) yeah so you might want everything kind of hurts a little bit just just a little bit like you might (laughs) want to just chill out maybe take a nap (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's kind of how i'm feeling um so from what we're talking about, I'm very aware of all of that. So basically saying that, all right, in this choice or in this moment, which is the only thing I have guaranteed quote unquote control over is my conscious awareness in this moment and the choice that I make right now. Mm -hmm. So how would I apply that? This is, I'm curious to get your feedback on this first. How would I apply that to the truth of how I'm feeling in my body right now? Um, to potentially shift this into a, a more empowered, energized, I guess, state? Hmm. I mean, I think that's a great question. I think if it, I guess I would wonder, do you, do you want to not feel like that? Yes. Hmm. So what would that take? I mean, what, and maybe not even not feel like that. What do you want to feel? Ah, so getting the clarity on what I want to feel. I would like to feel a lightness, um, a resilience, um, a, a like deep foundation or or pool or source of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I wake up in the morning to actually feel like I slept, <laughs> <laughs> like I recharged um, through the act of sleeping through the night, um, to feel really able to be engaged and, and focused, although I am right now. Um, uh, yeah, like a space, like a, a lightness of space, like I have access to a, a rich resource. Um yeah. So hmm. as you're as you're asking me that, I noticed this one uh, bit of the question of something that I've heard many people say before. I don't know who it originates from, but the idea of what you resist persists, mm. or you know what you draw or put your energy or attention or focus into. Like some people believe it as the law of attraction, um, but or I have often said to clients too, and I don't know who said this. Maybe it was me originally. I don't know. <laughs> But similar, what you appreciate, appreciates. Um, so Ooh. just that idea of like where you're putting your attention, you're going to get more of that. Mm-hmm. So I'm realizing that maybe I'm putting a lot of attention on the fact that like, fuck, I don't like the way this feels. Mm-hmm. Like make it stop instead of maybe I can put my energy or my focus into some of those more of what I'm experiencing when I'm on my coaching calls with my fantastic clients or when I'm at the chiropractor or when I'm in the boxing class or cooking delicious food or connecting with wonderful people, like continue to tap back into those experiences and how I feel there. Um, so this is all, I'm going to keep going for just a minute. This is Mm -hmm. all, I feel tying back around to, is it perhaps this heaviness that I'm feeling, is it a lingering thought? Is it a lingering thought that is less than empowering, um, that is uh, negative, I guess I can put the term to? I think that might give speak somewhat to what I'm trying to get the point across of. Uh, or not true, uh, or more rooted in worry or fear? Like, is mm-hmm. there something hiding out under there that I'm not even consciously noticing that I'm thinking that's Hmm. creating that buzzing of heaviness. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times, you know, I can't say that I know exactly what you're feeling because of course, you know, I'm only interpreting your feelings by the way you're expressing it. But I remember back when I was, you know, working the corporate 
job and there were times when I was so frustrated and I would think about the things that I don't want to do. You know, I didn't want to like, um, well, I don't want to get into all the, the negativity, but it was just, you know, it was a good job, but it just wasn't a good fit for me. And I felt a lot of, um, you know, frustration. And I remember the day I was walking down the street and I started thinking about, okay, hold on a second. Well, what do you want? You know, I'm going through this list of all the things I don't want. And I started to realize that I had no idea. I had no idea what I wanted. And I also found out that it was a lot more difficult to get to that place and flex that mental muscle than I thought it would be. Mm. Um, I, I, you know, I think, if, I don't know why it was so surprising to me. I think I assumed that, of course, I know what I want, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm an adult, you know? <laughs> <clears throat> but, but I didn't. And then I, as I started to think more about it and kind of more about it, and I kept catching myself. Okay. Okay. You know, I, I would allow myself the space, you know, and then if I, if I caught myself going down the path of thinking about what I didn't want, okay, that's fair. But what do you want? And I just kept asking myself that. And I think over time it really evolved into, um, just understanding myself better, understanding that a few tweaks here and there consistency, you know, over, over, um, you know, you do one thing every day after three, four weeks, you start to develop a habit and you start to see things that were less, uh, less of a priority just kind of fall away, whether that be relationships or just other tasks that all of a sudden you don't have time for. And, you know, that could be something, you know, because maybe right now at this exact moment, you're not going to find out, you know, what exactly can I do to release this heaviness? Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, I'm, I think I think this is just kind of fascinating because just the day to day stuff, you know, like it, it's it's an interesting aspect of you know. I think that to to really get a good gauge on what it is we truly have control over and what we really don't, and I think that sometimes these waves of emotions or <clears throat> you know just draining energy moments sometimes they can just come into your life and it almost is unexplainable um but then how do you how do you differentiate between something that you actually have control over or is it just something that's going to be a a passing moment ah so the idea that maybe you know this this heaviness is sort of passing through but it's it's serving me in some way for some reason maybe it's there for me to ask one single question that I maybe wouldn't have asked if I wasn't experiencing the heaviness right now that could right. help, help to bring me clarity in something. Um, so that idea, again, going back to the, the question or the concept of, you know, ultimately it serving me, like instead of viewing it as a pain or in, whether physically or non-physical uh, or inconvenience or those types of things like, okay, this is here with purpose. This is, this is happening with purpose. Uh, I may not know what it is right now. Does that mean that I just kind of, um, endure, I guess would be the word like, Oh, just endure it because Mm -hmm. it's good. It's there for a good, it's there for a reason. I don't believe that. I don't believe, especially when it's on the spectrum of, um, not feeling good. <laughs> I don't, I don't believe in just enduring, not feeling good just because it might teach me something or, or show me something. Um, and there's also the piece that you touched on of like, ask some, ask some pretty damn good fucking questions. Right. Exactly. That's, that's what I was going to even chime in and say is, is that's what I, I, I would love, you know, to do that more often myself. Because that was one thing when I was in Chicago and I would do the sensory deprivation tanks uh, sessions. Uh, for those that don't, don't know, there's, uh, it's, it's sensory deprivation is essentially um, going into a tank of water that is at the temperature of your skin. There's like 800 to 1,000 pounds of a dissolved Epsom salt in there. So you essentially go in there and float. So you, all, all your senses are kind of deactivated. <clears throat> so the only stimulus you really have is your own thoughts. And when I would go in there, you know, for an hour, you can't escape. I mean, you can get out. <laughs> I guess you can't escape, right? You could just get out. But when you're, when you're in there, you just kind of uh, submit to it. And you go through, I, I personally go through, um, you know, one or two moments of kind of, 
I shouldn't, I don't want to say anxiety because it sounds a little bit more harsh than it really is, but it's just a little bit of uh, restlessness where it's like, okay, I kind of want to get out, but then I'll just sit with it for like two or three more minutes. And then you start to get to a whole new place of calm. Uh, I think that, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, I almost disagree with one point you said about, you know, enduring and whether or not, whether or not it is worth sometimes just sitting with it and just kind of feeling it out and just knowing it's a part of you. Um, but I also understand, I think what you're saying is it's almost like don't give in, you know, if there's something you can do, then, you know, stand up and fight for it kind of thing. But, you know, there's, there's a piece to it though, right? Cause I think that if, if you have uh, a constant nagging thought, there might be more to it than you're giving it credit. Then you know, then then <clears throat> then you then you may be just kind of avoiding it because sometimes they're hard. I mean, you know, sometimes we don't want to do things. We tell ourselves a story, and we live that story, and constantly just dust things, you know, under the rug or just kind of avoid it. Uh, but it's it's there, you know. And, and if you put yourself in a situation like a sensory deprivation tank. It's kind of hard to hide from those things because you're just in there, <laughs> you know? Um, I think I just lost my train of thought. Well, I love what you, the, specifically when you said, um, I may not be catch, catching the exact words, but when, we, when I had mentioned about enduring it and not, not wanting to just endure it because it's there, and you said you might disagree because it may be a part of me mm-hmm. or something, something like that. I'm going to counter your disagreeing with disagreeing again because oh. I believe that nothing of the emotional realm or experience becomes a part of us, like the identity with um, that being who we are. Um, I see them as experiences themselves, but uh, they are not us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it reminds me of the chiropractor that I do see here actually. And, and for those of you listening, I go to a chiropractor um, that practices a technique under the umbrella of what's called reorganizational healing. And the technique is called network spinal analysis. And what it does is it's a very light touch technique. He doesn't do any of the traditional like cracking or popping or adjusting as it's known. Um, He literally touches my skin, my body in very specific places, very lightly. And they're called gateways. And what it's doing is it's helping to realign my nervous system, like the intricately delicate aspects of my nervous system. And our nervous system is often where we hide or hide perhaps, or hold on to different patterns, behaviors, experiences, things. And then they can start to turn into illness, disease, stresses, tensions, like my back hurts, my neck hurts, my shoulder hurts. Like, oh, okay, well, what's hiding out in there? Um, So it's a deeper approach to healing. Again, reorganizational healing. So you're almost reorganizing the ways in which the nervous system is um, functioning or not at that point in time. So Hmm. One of the things, um, and if you're interested to learn more about that, uh, you can look it up under Network Spinal Analysis, and the founder of the technique is Donnie Epstein. It's been a remarkable part of my my life for the last six years. It's really, really healing. So, that being said, side plug. Um, <laughs> one of the things that he mentions in the office that I really, really love, and I'm, I'm giving myself permission to explore more, is the idea that okay, I might come into the office one day, like today, I'm going to be going in there soon, um, feeling heavy, feeling that heaviness, feeling frustrated, feeling pissed, like feeling whatever, or feeling really blissfully happy or excited or whatever it is. He states that all of that is okay. It's all, it's not to be thought of as good, bad, right, wrong, one is better than the other, one is worse than the other, you should or shouldn't feel one or the other, because oftentimes we think that we should um, feel more of the happy, blissful, excited, joyous, celebrate, yay, you know, that those are good, and that when we're feeling angry, sad, frustrated, mad, angry, same thing, uh, all that stuff, that that's bad, and we shouldn't feel those, right? Like, we have those judgments around, like, oh, shit, I'm feeling like this today, mm-hmm. I fucked up whatever that's that he believes that's not the case you know like just allowing allowing myself to just be aware like oh i'm feeling this today 
okay, cool. What do I choose? Do I want to keep feeling that? Mm, yes or no? Okay. So then if it's no, what do I want to feel instead? Or what do I want to move towards? Or no, I don't want to feel that. Okay, well, what is it there to show me? What is it there to offer me? What is it there for me to um, see in a new way, like some of what we were just talking about? So um, I think I kind of just went off on a tangent, but that whole idea, <laughs> oh, when I was countering and disagreeing with you saying about it is a part of us, um, where I disagree and, and feeling that it's not a part of us. It's just sort of an experience that we're having because I believe at the core of who we are as every single human being on this planet is love. Like at the pure, pure center of our being, and that might sound a little woo-woo, but at the core of it all, think about when we're born as babies. Like we're pure love, like pure, pure, pure. <laughs> That's the best, word, <laughs> the best word for it. Um, and I even when I asked you about your nieces in the introductory episode, you said that word too, like that pureness. And I feel it at, at the core of each of us, we're pure. So identifying with or taking on um, that these other experiences are us, and I disagree with that. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and you made me think of that, uh, I think it was Heraclitus quote, no man can step in the same river twice because he is a different man and it is a different river. Yeah. Right. So how, I mean, in, in that same, the same idea, I mean, this, you know, is the skin really a part of us? Right, like what? I mean, we 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 are changing so often. I mean, this this whole thing is just one wild ride and some crazy experience, um, or at least that's the way I interpret it. And I I love to think of it that way. Um, so that's a really I think a fascinating point because you can use it. I think like an emotion like that as a direction without identifying with it. Right, like it's not a part of me. Yet, it feels more real than maybe anything else sometimes. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's the power of it, right? Is to feel it. And I don't know that, I know I didn't for a long time, didn't feel, didn't allow myself or give myself uh, permission, I guess you could say, to feel feelings as they happened so I, th- I think that speaks to how remarkable they are like mm-hmm. allowing ourselves like that's a part of the human experience I believe mm-hmm. is to actually feel them so let's do a real quick uh, time check do you know where we are from yeah I think maybe it, it would be I was just feeling like it would be cool to sort of wrap up and each of us maybe highlight on a closing point, uh, whether it's a, a takeaway from this or I don't know, wh- whatever way we want to go with it, but wrap sure. It up. Yeah. I mean, cause I don't, I don't know exactly what time it is, but I think we're probably coming around the time frame that we kind of mentioned we were going to try to stay within. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, for me, I, I, I just love the idea of creating empowering interpretations. So, I mean, to me, um, I like the idea of having a blank canvas that regardless of, of what it is that you're feeling, there is, a, there, is, there is some power, some ability for us to um, maybe not ignore the fact that we are going through a troubling time um, or even if we're going through a fantastic time to just really also use that as a, a moment to have an empowering interpretation and just really express that gratitude and appreciation you know, so deeply to the point where you're just awestruck by the moment. Um, and if things aren't going so great, um, how can you interpret it in a way that will help you make the right decisions to put you back, quote unquote, on path? Wow. That's kind of what I'm feeling. All right. That's yours. <laughs> so I'm going to drop in with it that I would say I'm really loving two parts of this, the discussion around um, – kind of giving myself the break in focus thing that I talked about. Like I have all these different elements of the awesome stuff that I'm engaged in today. Uh, but also 
putting in there, all right, maybe even just when I'm on the train on the way to my chiropractic appointment. It's a good 35, 40 minute ride. Close my eyes and just kind of feel. Like, all mm-hmm. right, ask some questions. Like, what are you trying to tell me? What's up? Where, where am I feeling it? Notice in my body where I'm feeling it a lot in my throat and in my chest. Okay, cool. What's hanging out in there? Kind of just getting a little more curious. And that whole piece, the second part of that, that whole piece around, um, you know, the what I appreciate appreciates or what I resist persists. This idea that this has been happening quite a bit, so I've been getting frustrated about it. Like, oh, God damn it, I just want to let go of this heaviness. And fighting it doesn't seem to be like it's... Um, it's creating the outcome that I desire. Mm-hmm. So kind of playing around with both of those and uh, playing around. I think that's probably part of the key of it too. Like mm. it can be playful too. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be so heavy. <laughs> so heavy. Yeah. Not so serious, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, okay. I guess we'll wrap this up then, right? Yeah. Thanks for to everyone listening, I will say that Billy was the um, inspiration behind this, uh, and thank you for that. We were about to record, as we mentioned in the beginning, something a little bit different, and felt he felt that this would be useful, and I feel like it really was. So it's fun yeah, to, to share I mean, that with people. Yeah, it's hard. To, it's hard to know how it would have gone otherwise. Um, but I guess we could probably just jump back on to what we quote unquote were, were thinking. Of. I mean, we didn't even. <laughs> we have topic ideas of of things that we can kind of just riff on. Um, it's not not you know going back to what you mentioned before. I think we left ourselves some space to be able to flow with some of this. So mm-hmm. this kind of came up in our conversation before we started recording. So I figured, you know, let's just dive into this and just kind of keep it. Um, I don't know, natural or, or what have you. I mean, with that, I think you, we might stumble upon a couple of different hangups and, and, and ideas that we're, we're not totally sure about Yeah, because we're kind of just playing around with it. But uh, yeah, it's cool. Uh, I, and, and like always, I think we really would appreciate feedback. Um, you know, like we said before, uh, any topics you'd like to talk about or any just insights that you have around the topics that we discuss. Yeah, I was just going to touch on that. If you're listening to this and you feel like some things are really resonating for you or maybe they spark something in you that kind of frustrates you. You're like, you know what? I have a different opinion to that and I want to chime in. Um, But offering different perspectives, I think it can bring a lot of value. Awesome. Okay. Well, thanks, everybody. Thanks, Bria. Has it been real? It has been real indeed. Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. And thanks, Billy. Sure. Thank you. Ciao. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of And Plus Also. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. We know you have a bunch of options of how you can spend your time, so we really appreciate it. Yeah, totally. And if you'd like to connect with us further, perhaps there's a comment on something that we talked about in this episode or something that you would like to hear us discuss in a future episode, we would love to hear from you. So send us an email at contactandplusalso at gmail.com. And Billy, if people would like to connect with you further, more directly, where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at bcasano, that's B-C-A-S-S-A-N-O, or at philosophersdojo.com. Feel free to check out that site. Um, And that's probably the best way. Uh, Bria, what about you? You can find me on my Instagram, somewhere that I really love to share little tidbits of my daily life and or anything inspiring. And that is Bria Lynn, B-R-I-A-L-Y-N-N. Or you can find me and contact me at my website, BriaAnderson.com. Very cool. Um, And if you enjoy this podcast, please help us out and make sure to share with friends that you think may enjoy it. Make sure to subscribe. Also, rate and review. Uh, It's very important. If if you do like it for, for us to continue to do this, Uh, That way we can get a little bit more exposure and kind of motivate us to continue on. Yeah, greatly appreciated because we really want to continue to share this goodness with you moving forward. And that being said, we will be back with a fresh episode next week. It's going to be fresh. (laughs) The realness. It's going to be so fresh. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everyone. Bye. Ciao.